The Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for its big spectacles and high stakes plot lines, but it's often said that Marvel movies all end the same way. Wait, who's saying that? Perhaps this is a result of following some unwritten rule that you have to throw a bunch of plot and flash and a whole blood thing that seems super suspiciously close to super soldier serum at the audience in the climax. I propose we don't have to do that. And I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Ho, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> what a crescendo and then not. <laughs> I'm getting fancy in this last episode here. <laughs> last episode of She-Hulk, nine weeks, two months. <gasps> and one week extra. And one week extra, and it's here. It is here, and... It, it's a it's a thing. Just think, it's a lot. Two months ago, uh huh, She Hulk was not in our lives. <gasps> sad, sad. Our dog had two eyes. Stop. <laughs> also sad. That's true, Lola. <laughs> you don't know what time is going to hold for you. Oh my god, it's just terrible. <laughs> but luckily, we're all still here. <laughs> time is our worst enemy. It's always ticking. Time. To doom. <laughs> Indeed it is. Indeed what, it is. <laughs> speaking of uh, other things, make sure you're following us Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of pod. Also, if you like the show, want to support the show, you can donate on Patreon. And included in that is bonus content. Bonus content. Like pampered pop culture. Bonus episodes are current read through of Christopher Pike's. The Midnight Club, which is now a Netflix show by Mike Flanagan. It's the Flaniverse. It's the Flaniverse. Um, so yeah, if you like all that stuff, go there. And then last but not least, uh, leave a review and um, give us some stars and subscribe and all that stuff. Yeah, thanks. So let's take a look back. <laughs> yeah, get right into at it. <laughs> She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 8. Rip it and rip it. See, they sound the same. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Look up in the sky. It's a bird. No. It's a plane. Oh, no, wait. It's some guy in a frog suit on I the ground. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Eugene, a.k.a. Leapfrog, hobbles into Jen's office and shares that he wants to sue Luke for his faulty boots. After officially fraying her relationship with the dress designer, Jen defends the amphibious fool in court against the handsome and charming Matt Murdock. Woo! Hard eyes, hard eyes. After Eugene loses, Luke storms out of the courtroom while Matt storms into Jen's heart. Aww. Leapfrog kidnaps Luke, Daredevil, and She-Hulk save him and then take their adventures from the streets to the sheets. Okay. <laughs> Commence Daredevil's barefoot walk of shame. That night at the gala, things go from bad to worse when Hulk King blasts private docs and videos of Jen on the big screen and She-Hulk goes full-on Hulk smash. Yeah. That was the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm just thinking about that final scene on the last episode. Wows. She-Hulk looked right into our eyes. She said, how about this for the fourth wall? I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. It's so sad. It was very sad. 
She yeah. looked sad. <laughs> Listen, we all get to that point where we blow our tops, and then after it's all said and done, we're like, oopsies. Yeah, but ugh, not but you're okay. right. She did look great in that dress. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say that, but I, I do agree with that. <laughs> all right. So spoilers ahead for the season finale. Let's officially take a bite of She-Hulk Attorney at Law Episode 9. Whose show is this? Jen, She-Hulk. It's Jen show. Tatiana Maslany. Any of those, that's who show Yeah, <laughs> any of the three. Throughout this first season, She-Hulk has really, really done some, what's the best way to describe it? Really big swings, right? That's a, that's a phrase. Took some big swings narratively, creatively. And I think connected every time. Hit the homers. Yeah, it, it's gone completely, I mean, out of the fourth wall from everything else. I mean, it's not anything we've seen before. And I think, again, the MCU is due for something to shake mm-hmm. it up a bit. So what did you think, just generally, open-ended, little bit, everything or not, of the show, this final episode? I think that as a person, as a viewer, as a fan, who has sort of... <laughs> leaned into all of this sort of stuff that really shakes up any sort of cliche in the Marvel Mm. universe. I really enjoyed it. And this one was like one after the other, after the other, just completely coming from left field. I, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. Even if you didn't think it was the best MCU show, I don't think it's the best one, but I think it's the one I had the most fun with. Because it's just light, comedic. I love the sitcom format. This last episode just shook up everything. And I think now with She-Hulk involved in things, or even just seeing how they do these types of shows now, we we don't know what's happening. There's no, we don't know anymore. (laughs) And, And you know what I think part of it is that I enjoy is in the films themselves, right? The stakes are so high. Oh yeah, big stakes. It's literally like, galaxy ending steaks yeah like a 40 ounce big juicy steak yeah beefy (laughs) no big but but in in this show it keeps it in a level like of steaks that feel not as outlandish yeah they almost got there it almost did that and right right when it's about to bubble over right when everything was about to go crazy she says time out we gotta we gotta fix something here yeah and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I like that as a viewer, where not everything felt like a near-death experience. Right. Yeah, because it's Jen show, and it's yeah. about Jen. Maybe I just need an easy-breezy comedy from MCU oh every God. month in a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the first month, so hopefully we get more. The opening of this episode was, it's so iconic. It's so good. I mean, the 1977 Lou Ferrigno, The Incredible Hulk. Mirroring it almost exactly, of course, it changed a little bit because they had to add (laughs) some scenes Mm. because Bruce was in it, is so good. I remember watching those when I was little. My dad's favorite uh, Marvel character is the Hulk, Mm. so he loves that. Also, my mom says that her cousin, like cousin cousin, is Lou Ferrigno. I have yet to believe that. Yeah, I kind of think uh, that (laughs) anyone who's Italian and at some point had family in New York thinks that they're related to Lou Ferrigno. Everybody is. I think my family thinks that too. I think someone we know went to school with his cousin or something like that. They're like, I'm from Queens. We know Lou. That's exactly (laughs) it. That's absolutely exactly it. That's not 
We all works. have the blood of the Hulk running through us. Yeah, the way this episode was structured was really interesting. They played with us again. Even as viewers that it wasn't targeting, it just seems like it was did what it was supposed to do. It like took you up. It's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Jen's at her lowest of lows, mm. which usually happens in season finales and stuff like that. Literally on the floor in jail. Literally on the floor. In she, an underground yeah. chamber. <laughs> She's in Blonsky's cell, <laughs> yeah. which is like ironic and also sad. Although we d- we never really figured out the inner workings of this jail from the Department of Damage Control if they are held above ground and that's like the visiting trial room. Uh, that they get lowered into maybe there's a lot of things in this episode in particular that i feel like they just did not clarify there's a lot of ambiguous nature with a lot of stuff it's like wait what is hat like what did happen Mm. but it doesn't care to answer them which is almost like a sitcom yeah you have to go with it and i think jen barely really knows what's going on in some cases so we're kind of just going along with it we have to yeah we absolutely have to so she's arrested she's placed in a meal cell and some friends come by, Nikki, Mallory, and Pug. And there's a conversation that's had here, which I feel like is important, and I'm glad they did, did touch on it. Mm. But she talks about how she was angry, and anyone in her position would be angry. But Mallory is like, but you're not anyone. They're both right. I feel like it does suck that Jen literally got the short end of the stick. She got nothing. Mm-hmm. out of all this and somebody literally did revenge porn with their own doctor and put all this stuff yeah. up there in front of her parents and colleagues but she's the one that gets in trouble uh, it was frustrating to kind of see but i did like mallory kind of being the voice of reason like look you just have to understand that everything you do is going to be bigger and greener than anybody literally else. and figuratively yeah um <laughs> i for some reason thought when mallory walked in that her kid was next to her and I thought, this is the kid reveal. It's Nikki. Who's her kid? <laughs> Who's Nikki? It's Nikki. I was like, finally, we're getting the answers to Mallory's family. I like how out of this entire series, <laughs> Mallory's kid is the utmost importance to Derek. But isn't it so bizarre that this like secondary <laughs> character me- like very specifically mentions the birthday of their child who we've never met and will <laughs> never see? I think I would be running with that with you. If this episode didn't happen. Where nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. Yeah. Almost. I mean, it does in the like getting to know Jen and like her coming to terms with being Hulk and blah, blah, blah. But everything else is like that does not matter. They just gave you breadcrumbs and we all Mephistoed ourselves consistently <laughs> during this season. Yeah. Her new neighbors, Mr. Boner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't. I don't ever want to see him again. I don't like it. So she doesn't. She gets out of prison mm-hmm. but she has to wear an inhibitor the plea deal it does not end there she does not have access to her alter ego that sucks she gets fired from her firm as we remember in order to work there she had to be she hulk but see is it because she's not she hulk or because of the lawsuit another like mm, it could go either way in the show they don't really ever answer mm. it by the way we get a closer and look at the inhibitor it's got two little things that go inside your leg. This one was definitely different. Yeah. Because Emil's look just like an ankle bracelet. Yeah. Like, a, like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger bracelet. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that way. It was just like a... <laughs> it wasn't that fancy. <laughs> Imagine if it opened up and it's Abomination's face. I, I'm thinking of a very specific Power Ranger transformation uh, one. It like flipped open and they dialed like four, one, one. I don't isn't know. that Turbo? It was Rescue. Oh, ew. Lightspeed Rescue, perhaps? No. Let's stick with the animals. Right. Let's stick with the animals. No vehicles. 
Oh yeah, there was one. Oh my god. Okay, offshoot. There was a so Power Rangers is called Super Sentai in Japan. Right. There was a Super Sentai where it was trains, but not only was it trains that when they transformed, they did a conga dance. <laughs> did they go toot toot too? It literally was like okay, and then a big train came out and they transformed. Uh, One of my weird YouTube wormholes is watching mashups of the Japanese Super Sentai. Well, that's fun. Transformations. I just, it just is very odd that it was an actual thing and somebody took it seriously. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking to one of them now. It's me. <laughs> oh. Anyway, sorry. I didn't need to know that. I'm posting it. I'm literally like. Oh, I don't like the vehicles. And you're like, well, get this. Get this one. Vehicles and dancing. It's locomotion commotion. <laughs> yes. God. Oh, Kylie Minogue. Ugh. Well, she's so Jen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't. She's on the train to despair because she also loses her apartment and is forced to move back in with her parents, which I mean, you know, we've all kind of been there. We've all like yeah. had to like fall back on her parents but it kind of sucks because she's way up high and then she had to go back well you know in the trajectory of the season we were so excited for jen where she was finally having the career finally having the personal life finally really figuring out what it meant to be she hulk almost had a guy josh fuck you but then guess what even better upgrade matt murdoch true hello true 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 i almost forgot about matt because i just saw red because i'd mentioned josh (laughs) yes and then remember the red but now he's gold yeah that was the confusion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but the thing is is that in in literally in what two two scene changes it all disappears yeah yeah i mean it was all this clearly again this was like a setup it was a setup for the audience it was a setup to have this big change it was all by design. Mm. I did like, though, the the little details. She goes into her room that was a workout den because her mom, she moved out. 7 a.m. But she has a legally blonde poster on the back of her door. Perfect. Just cementing that legal love and from the very beginning. And who else is above her yeah. bed? <laughs> Aaron, Bro- Aaron Brockovich, <laughs> baby. It's so good. I love that movie. Do you really? I love that movie. Legally Blonde or... Aaron Brockovich. Oh, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, okay. Surprised? A little bit, actually. Ah. Yeah. Actually, very surprised. Yeah, no, Elle Woods is adorable and all that. I actually, but let's talk about Legally Blonde, the musical. Well, ah, that's great. That's fantastic. Go to Spotify. You can listen to the entire, just the songs. I mean, If you want to hear me mangle the words to, oh my God, you guys, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be live on a bite of yes. Instagram. <laughs> How embarrassing. I can't wait. So, wigs. as most people that have are forced to move back in with their parents, they desperately want to leave. And Jen does that and goes to Blonsky's retreat. She has to. Take a little trip. Yeah. You know, become one with yourself again. Because she says the only one who would understand this is Emil. Yeah, because Smoke Hulk is God knows where. He's gone. He's just still flying in space. He's on Sakaar being a suck ass. That's what he's being. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, I yeah. know this was written because of that and it's setting up other stuff, but like it does kind of suck that her cousin that mostly, I mean, we saw in the first episode, they didn't really understand each other too well, but he should have maybe stayed around a little bit. Okay. In case she does, you know, Hulk out. I agree. She did tell him to beat it. She's got True. this. And he basically got a call from his baby mama. Yeah. Or who, yeah, whomever. Being yeah. like, get 
your ass back to Sakar, bitch. I'm done. Your son, done. Yeah. Done with it. He's it's like, been 20 go. years. <laughs> Good luck, Jen. Yeah. Bye. Get him out of here. This kid's getting weird haircuts. He's acting out. Take him. <laughs> His name's Scar. His name's Scar. I don't know why I named him that. God. Well, yeah. You give your kid the name Scar, you're asking for trouble. True. I mean, the only other Scar in pop culture, he killed Mufasa. So, you, not good. Hello. Not good. You can't, I mean, if you love the Lion King, that's not who you're naming your child after. <laughs> yeah. That character. So, <laughs> she goes to Mill's retreat. I did like the, the interaction. We get a short interaction with Nikki. Nikki is actually pretty prevalent in this episode, which is nice. And most people that have been in the show have come back. Except yeah. for Madison. Madison did not come back, and it's pretty upsetting. You know, I didn't. I don't think that they knew what Madison was going to be. They had to. Season two, though, baby. I think we're going to get more Madison than we can handle, and we're going to love it. Maybe have Nikki, you know, kind of doing her own thing or whatever. Like she raises rises in the ranks in the law firm, mm-hmm. and then Madison becomes whatever she helps with marketing or whatever. I don't know her profession. But she does whatever that is at the law firm. Madison is a 100% party girl. (laughs) Which would be in line with marketer. I just feel like she'd be good at marketing. Yeah, I mean, she travels around a lot, so she must have some money from doing something. Yeah, but she's going to be a crime fighter in some way. She made a deal with Jake. That's true. We have to know what That's what we have to get into. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. She's going to be like, I have horns. (laughs) Wongers. What's up with this tail? Is this okay? Yeah. Was it the yak milk? Yeah. So she goes to Emil's retreat. What was it called? Twilight? Summer Twilight? Summer. S- S- summer Twilight. Summer I think. Twilight, I think. Yeah. Twilight was definitely in the name. And I think summer was. It's <laughs> <laughs> only two words. It's a we'll we got get it. there someday. <laughs> so she goes there and unknowing to her, Intelligentsia mm-hmm. is going to be having their get together. But sidestep this because we have to talk about one of our favorite duos in this entire show, Nikki and Pug. Nikki does some amazing detective work. She takes the embarrassing video of Jen dancing, posts it on Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia. (laughs) And Hulk King himself is like, this is fantastic. Come to this get together. There's an event, bro. Yeah, the trolls be trolling. The trolls be trolling. But she has to troll the trolls because she's not a dude. No. So she has to have Pug, mm-hmm. the kindest dude, to go and infiltrate this. This was such a funny scene to see because Pug is nothing like any of these people that would be in Intelligentsia for good reason. Yeah. Pug is just an all-around awesome guy who likes to collect collectible superhero yeah. sneakers. <laughs> he likes to be awesome at his job. He's a sneakerhead. Yeah. <laughs> He's he has, nice. He has better things to do. He's got to be waiting online for great limited edition sneaks at oh four my in the God. morning, okay? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And also, the fact that he had a hard time saying female in the context that was being used, it's like, this is this is great seeing them put him in this situation. Mm-hmm. Facial expressions were everything. And obviously, he totally respects the women in the world because oh, he works with Nikki, works with Jenny, works with Mallory. And mm-hmm. he loves them. Oh, loves them 100%. Putting Pug in these horrible situations, making him act the fool. These conversations that these assholes were having is, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've showed Derek real life conversations like this before. If you go on Twitter, you'll see these same exact things. It's like, oh, I don't like, it's not that I don't like Jane Foster because she's a woman, but she's not as good as Thor because she's a woman. It's like, 
Okay. I mean, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> these conversations are taken strict, like directly from online conversations. They just searched it and they were like, put this in the script, put this in the script. <laughs> they, it's, uh, I said this in one of our other episodes. They they managed to predict everything that would be said before the episodes even happened. It was such a good meta like commentary on the real life stuff. Yeah. This whole show is a meta commentary yeah. on real life trolls, on the MCU, mm-hmm. on Kevin Feige. Yeah. It's like it's just taking a take on everything. And it was just oh, so good. They smashed it. They Hulk smashed it. Yeah. So Jen. <laughs> Unfortunately, discovers that uh, Blonsky can't be found. So she wanders into the barn. Bunch of dudes finds Abomination, which is like, yo, dude, I just like defended you for you not to be Abomination. And now, hello, the first time she went there was because there was a glitch in the inhibitor, which probably means he figured out a way to shut it off so he can do these speaking gigs. (laughs) He did have the Bluetooth in his ear, and I don't know if that helps in any way or if that was just the speaker, but... I, I thought it was his microphone. But it was like a Bluetooth. So it's like, is, I don't know, whatever. I just, I wanted to know the purpose of it because it was there. <laughs> Again, like <laughs> Mallory's kid. Yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose of it? I'm more concerned about the Bluetooth than anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In this entire series. If we don't series. learn about anything with the Bluetooth, this show is for nothing. This also, I, I almost got upset at Abomination for doing this. I'm like, oh, okay, now you're just an asshole. Like you've been working with Intelligentsia. But again, it was by design. They did it because Abomination just wanted the paycheck. He had no idea who oh, he was speaking to. not. He was just literally saying the slogans on his posters. He's like, believe in your beliefs. Today is today. Today, you are your dream maker for dreams. <laughs> you can achieve anything, men. Haikus. <laughs> Five seven five. So good. Yeah, it was good in that he was just woefully ignorant on who he was speaking to, and they were all eating it up. Well, I mean, we were we were wondering how he was funding this entire retreat. That's how. And now we know how. Yeah, selling books, doing in person appearances, as abomination apparently. (laughs) She's Louise. Jen (laughs) does not like what she sees. No, Todd's there. Todd. Abomination's there. Boo. Titania busts through. Well, Nikki and Pug are also there. Then turns out, so Todd is Hulk King, which surprise. We mm. kind of were we were like, there's something more to this dude. He keeps coming up. He's an asshole. He's slimy. Specimen. He t- he took her blood, injects himself with it, and he becomes the most chodiest little Ugh, tiny bad Hulk person ever. Okay, my question is, when when you become a Hulk, is it amplifying some part of you? Ish. Right? So It's not really clear in the MCU, like, kind of what's mm. happening. I mean, it does genetically alter you in that way. So it's like, because he's a turd, just that turdier part came out of him, and that's why he's not, like, a big, cool Hulk. Yeah, I mean, it does, it deals with genetics, obviously. She's related to Bruce, so it's more in line with... The Hulk mm-hmm. that we know. How it reacted to him, I mean, it does seem like he kind of just beefed out a little bit and yeah. didn't necessarily become this towering thing. He got like roid rage, basically. Yeah, it, which, I mean, it's kind of hilarious <laughs> thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what happens. There are other characters in the comics that some people associate them as Hulks, but they're not necessarily Hulks. The radiation and everything just affects people differently. 
So I don't know. So is it anyone who's green? They just call a Hulk. Yeah, or like gets affected <laughs> by gamma radiation anyway. It's like uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> but anyway, we don't really have to deal with him any longer. He goes right after Jen, which is like, were you gonna kill her? Like, you guys are gross. I think so. Abomination goes and saves her, and then Bruce comes in through the ceiling and starts beating him up. Mayhem. Mayhem. Complete just mayhem. CGI, CGI mayhem. A hundred percent. And Jen, just like most of us watching it, we're like, what is happening? And you know what? I love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're watching going, this is the biggest mess that makes no sense. And then Jen is also like, this is the biggest mess that makes no sense. Yeah. Because at first I was like, this is what's happening. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I, I expect this. And then they flip the script. I did like, though, that when Titania busted through the wall. Nikki was like, God, does she ever use a door? <laughs> it's hilarious. Absolutely not. She did a callback to her first entrance, which is great. I was when I was thinking about like why Titania was there, in my mind, she literally like figured out that something about Jen was happening. So she had to make herself the main person there. A hundred percent. She always has to try to steal the spotlight Absolutely. in any way possible. Yeah. And I love that in this chaos that was happening, you know abomination had jen on top of her and all the guys were trying to kill her and he was just pushing them away and then hulk comes and then titania is just throwing dudes at them which was hilarious <laughs> just throwing them like baseball she's like none of you can hurt jen only i can hurt jen yeah <laughs> so after she says this is a mess and it makes no sense at all disney plus screen comes right up the menu confusion you hear her. She busts through her own nameplate in the thing and goes into Avengers Assembled. <gasps> She's breaking the fourth wall, breaking into Disney Plus, breaking into Marvel Studios. It's 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 the it's the very television version of her breaking through the walls of the comic strip. Oh, you know what I mean? Like this is so the equal, good. The equal partner of that. There's iconic panels of Jen She-Hulk in the comics getting mad at the writer for the situations they're putting her in mm -hmm. and there's there's one of the famous ones where she's trying to get out of the panel to go towards the writer and the person that's with her is like no Jen you can't you know that there's readers reading this now it's not him so it's like it's so cool that they just did that level of fourth wall in the last episode we were we kind of talked about it because I was curious I was like how much of this fourth wall are they going to break? Like, it's fine that she talks to us and she kind of does recap stuff. Mm -hmm. But where's that extra, I'm going to come out of the TV thing? And she did it in yeah. this one. <laughs> I, like, it would be so cool. I don't know if they've ever done this, but at least in the comic book form, if you, like, had, it came with 3D glasses, so that when you put them on, you oh, can fun. literally see her popping out of the comic book. I don't think that has happened. Wouldn't that be fun? Get on it, guys. Special collector's edition. Mm -hmm. Or even if it's just like a cover, that'd be cool. Right? Yeah, not maybe not the whole comic if they don't want to oh, go that no, crazy. Yeah, just like the one splash page. Exactly. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. So she lands at Marvel Studios. She goes right to the writer's room, which had Jessica Gao. Had some writers from the show. Not all of them were the writers. There was but probably, definitely it was Jessica Gao. Oh, my God. Yeah. And some of the main writers were definitely there. Amazing that they actually got their own screen time in this. So it's like breaking all these barriers, showing us stuff that we would have never seen before. They tell her, no, this is how it's supposed to happen. And she points out to him, like, the supervillain stole my blood to get superpowers. 
cliche. Yeah. Well, you could see that they're really, I mean, they think they're on a roll, but they're really in a writing slump because we yeah. get into the writer's room. He's like, so all of season two is an extended dream sequence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they're oh, like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's the story Kevin wants. Mm. So now. Intrigue. We're dropping Kevin Feige's name. KF. In a show that he produced. <laughs> so it's getting crazier. She goes on her merry way to find Kevin Feige. She busts. Through, she, go, she goes to the security desk. I have to mention this part. They make her sign an NDA before security comes, which is hilarious. You can't even tell people about the security that you run into at Marvel Studios. No, you have to sign an NDA even if you're <laughs> remotely within five feet of the, <laughs> the gates. It's so funny. She finally finds Kevin, who is not a person. No. But who is, in fact, K-E-V-I-N, standing for Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. Yeah, they took a little poetic license with that interconnectivity. They really did. (laughs) They had to figure out an I word that made sense. I'm like, that's more of a hyphenated two word. (laughs) It really is. So Okay, so this is so silly, right? So, But it's, it's this thing of like, so her fourth wall break isn't really our reality. It's funny because, yeah, e- exactly. Right? It's like, it's the reality outside of the, just outside of the MCU. Yeah, so I guess, yeah. Well, right. I guess. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, it's one of the, okay, so it's one of these things. I literally spent all day trying to just like mull over that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if she came into our world, we know Kevin Feige is real. We know he has his omnipresent baseball hats Mm -hmm. that was a nameplate from this robot, which was Chef's Kiss Amazing. But why wasn't it actually Kevin Feige? I just think because it's fourth wall breaking, it's just not supposed to make sense. Mm. It's almost like it just can't make sense because- How far can you actually go before it's not entertainment? <laughs> well, right. And I feel like it. this is what keeps it comics, right? This right. is what keeps it in a, a fake world. Right. So her world outside of her show is actually this world that's ruled by a robot. Right, right. You know, you but know? there's still writers and it's, right. it's crazy. It's This conversation was pure gold. I think this was such a fan service-y thing because this is things that we all know. We all know the things that they said. There's daddy issues. There's like mm-hmm. weird women issues that they've had that Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, says, yeah, well, I agree. We probably should fix yeah. that stuff. They acknowledge all of that. It's almost like they know. And how about <laughs> the fourth wall breaks within oh, yeah. the fourth wall break? She still looks at us. Yes. Yeah. She's in her four- She is in the complete fourth wall break, mm-hmm. giving us fourth wall breaks. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a fourth wall squared. Oh my God. We're, are we the eighth wall break? Is I, that what it really is? See, this is what I'm saying. You can't <laughs> mull it over. You just can't. It's going to get weird. I did like in their conversation, he's like, you have to change back to Jen because <laughs> it's too expensive to keep you as She-Hulk. And he's like, wait until the camera's on me yeah. because even the transformation pays too much because the visual effects team has moved on to another project. Yeah. And then you hear the Black Panther movie. Yeah. You Music. hear the doo-doo. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's so good. The best parts of this. So it is a legal comedy, right? Yes, and she says, let me agree. do my closing argument, which is to convince him to change the ending. That's the whole reason why she's doing this. She knows the ending is not good. She wants to change. It, does, it makes absolutely no sense. So 
she wants to override the climax of the entire first season, which includes making Blonsky feel more bad about his actions. Yeah. Getting rid of t- like the whole uh, blood subplot of the in-, in the entire season, just getting rid of it altogether. Again, if you think too hard about it, so then where does that leave Josh and all of that stuff? Okay, so we can, this is, I think this is what I think is that, so then instead of this whole other blood subplot, the whole thing was just to destroy her public image. Right, right. Right, so Josh didn't take her blood, but he did take the video of them sleeping together. Which is funny because we never saw him take the blood anyway, so it was like. Oh, I still can't get past that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, I wake up in the middle of the night because my dog walks into the room. I think I would know if someone stabbed me with a needle. You don't know. But she has Hulk skin. Right. Things can't break through it. Well, not when you have a super, super giant needle. Made out of um, probably vibranium. (laughs) Listen, this was a missing piece of the puzzle that I'm glad that we get erased. Right. So that's fun. It, it yeah. kind of just this plot hole. They not need to be literally filled. got rid of your grievance of the show. Thank you. <laughs> but this was a it was an interesting closing argument that Jen had because she said to put it in her words distracts from the story, which is that my life fell apart right when I was learning to be both Jen and she Hulk. Those are my stakes. Hmm. I loved that because, again, this whole conversation is about. Yeah, we know. There's supposed to be a fight. It's supposed to be the thing that always happens in these superhero things. It's the thing that Marvel themselves set the standard of. And here comes She-Hulk walking into this, talking to Robot Kevin and being like, hey, like my stakes are my stakes. Right. They can be very low, but it still matters to me. And, and if you think about it, right, in a legal comedy, there there isn't a big bad. Right. The end of it is... Finding out who I truly am mm-hmm. as a lawyer, you know, vis-a-vis L. Woods and Legal Blonde. <laughs> yeah, a great lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. Believing in yourself. <gasps> Believing in yourself. I, I we got one. I said it so just off the tongue. I saw a... the regret on your face as soon as you finished saying it. It was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but she does convince the robot to do the climax that she wants or to do the ending. Even including putting Daredevil back into the story because he was leaving. So she literally like pulls him back into it. And she says, a woman has needs. Get it. I mean. (laughs) And then she blatantly is like, look, I smashed Matt Murdock. Okay. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) What did she say? Oh, what did she say? She said something like she smashes fourth walls, bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock. Yeah, <laughs> and she so... looks directly in the camera like, what now? What oh, now, boys? It's so good. The, in this same conversation, while she's trying to get things that she's wanting from Kevin, she even says, when are we going to get the X-Men? Looks at the camera like and puts a thumbs, thumbs up, up. Which ah. is so good, but also like, stop it. I, you know you're toying with us at this point. Like, just knock it off. Look, Jen's just one of us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's with us. She's on our side. When he, when she said, um, oh, you know, you'll see me on the big screen. And he's like, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Uh, she was like, really? Yeah. He was like, no. no. <laughs> Rude. I think it is interesting. Do you know why we haven't had a Hulk movie or even Ragnarok? We kind of got like a Planet Hulk type stuff, but not really. No. Mm-hmm. It's because Universal has the rights to Hulk. Oh. And so they can't really tell a full Hulk. Like he can't. 
headline its own movie. And that's also why She-Hulk is in a show and not a movie. And so that's, Why does she fall under that? She falls under all that stuff. But it seems like that deal is kind of being brought back a little bit because we know that whenever she was talking to Kevin about this stuff and she was talking about everything, like, and why is Bruce there? And he's like, let's save it for the movie. There's going to be a Hulk movie coming. So mm. it's been 15 years since the last Hulk it's movie. It's been 15 yeah. years and, since the last Hulk movie. And then a whole actor change. <laughs> An actor change, an apocalypse, and a Tony Stark is gone. Now what? Why? Why did you have to go there? I'm just saying big changes that happen. Oh, Look, sad. if they could put his snap in the freaking Marvel logo at the beginning, we have to relive it every episode. I know, but don't say it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so all this, I think that's everything that we need to talk about in this conversation, right? Yeah. Comment below. Did we miss anything that you really liked? I and I, you know what though, I just like seeing Tatiana Maslany in the She-Hulk costume, like just being Tatiana, yeah, like just yeah. being Jen. She's oh. so cute. She's so good. I did like on the little um, what are those called? Turn style things, turny things. Yeah, sure. That were in there. They had comics in mm-hmm. there, and there was uh, Miss Marvel. G. G. Willow Wilson's Miss Marvel right ah. there. It made me be like, oh, Kevin's Ms. Marvel has his research. Yeah, got to do his research. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so. Okay, let's, you know, we've talked so much about we loved this show, this episode, everything. I do have a tiny bit of like, okay, you took some liberties. Is it because of the runtime? Is it because you wanted to be more sitcom you like? Did she actually fix her ending? Because when we return to the actual climax, there is no climax. It's just done the cops already there emile's already in custody todd is in custody it's kind of like okay okay well they they just like skipped over all of it which i'm not expecting a battle but i guess i wanted more of a confrontation okay but here's the thing right Uh so my prediction was that there was going to be a big court case in this episode against todd there still was a court case but But it was was later jen and Kevin. <sighs> it was her closing arguments. Oh, yeah. And I... so that was her way of setting it all back together. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess of, that would be the climax. Right? Instead yeah. of doing it in the courtroom, she did it in his whatever, Kevin room. <laughs> his Kevin room. His Kevin court, <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I just mean, I don't know. I guess I mean the, the characters that they set all of this up with. You know? I just kind of wanted a little, a tiny bit more, because it, it was very sitcom-y in that, like, it just, it handed it all off screen, which typically usually happens in sitcoms and stuff. Yeah, I guess we have to figure if there is no blood thing, she gets into the room, Nikki and Pug did the legwork of figuring out right. that Todd was at the head of it all, and that's it. And then she takes him to court and he gets arrested. How about, though, Titania? I felt like her character was great mm. but almost at the end kind of just well but it almost fell off isn't that the thing with titania though eh. is that nothing is ever really settled with titania she always comes back they're always fighting it doesn't matter it just seemed i just okay let me just put it plainly the end of the last episode was so emotional so whatever we didn't get much of the fallback from that. We didn't really get to sit with that, which is mm, fine. Yeah. Titania was a really big part in like two episodes back to back. And then she kind of just, I don't know, fell away. It was like she was 
for some reason the antagonist during the wedding and then she got busted and then she went away you know what i mean so it was almost like they did introduce this character but then it was like i guess we'll wait to see her again you know what i mean well that's what it feels like it feels like she's just gonna be like kramer's newman or jerry or seinfeld newman you know what i mean it's like (laughs) never never in my life would i ever expect fucking titania to be she's newman considered a newman yes she bursts through the door (laughs) right right, right. they say titania yeah something happens in the episode she disappears for a couple and then she comes back i think this is my only like gonna be like in the comics like i just wanted more of her you know what i like i love that character so i just wanted a little more of her i think for me it's not so much titania the thing is is that Although it's a legal comedy and it is very funny and I enjoy it, it still stems from a comic that has a lot of fighting in it. Right. The yeah. character fights. Yeah. So that's what I miss is that I felt like there wasn't, I'm not talking about big action blow em up scenes. Let's do just some fun smashing. They could have. Make I, them make those scenes longer. I agree. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, I feel like we do say this with almost every show we watch, not even Marvel. It's like, it should have been a little longer with this thing. Or like, we just need a little more with this. Sometimes I'm, I'm almost like, was there a reason? I don't know. Like, yeah. was it too expensive? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Do it. I don't know. But I mean, come on. It's freaking Disney and Marvel. The right. Two richest. The richest pairing on earth. It's yeah. It's like, yeah. They could like cut out the one X Men fourth wall break thumbs up thing and give us a little more of the fighting. But she was so cute when she thumbs up. Well, she can still give a thumbs up when Matt shows up again. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Out of the sky. This is literally dropped from a tree. <laughs> what? Seeing, I will say though, I looked at Derek when we watched it the second time. I was like, it is so insane, insane to see him in the daylight like that. In costume and everything. She's she's changed him. I want to see more daylight Matt Murdock, which I think we're going to get. Day anyway. Devil. Day Devil. I don't want Daredevil Night. I want Day Devil. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing the beautiful sunshiny yellow. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I just felt like even though they did wrap it up quickly and that's kind of what Jen wanted, she wanted yeah. it to be, this doesn't need to be messy as it is. We should just wrap this up and let me continue with my growth. Personally, from like a story perspective, there is a part of me that's kind of like, oh, like just a little bit more on this because you did the whole thing with the blood. That's fine. You got rid of it. Okay. But you set all this up for nine weeks, you know, and it's almost like, okay, I'm just gonna, it's fine, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I see what you're saying. It it happened quickly, but. I don't know. I'm just going to be repeating myself. The true story of the show is about Jen. Yeah. And that's what she said. But yeah, I think for, I agree for the final episode, my gosh, if you can make us sit through eight full hours of the Falcon and Winter Soldier and eight full hours of Moon Knight, you can give us a 45 minute. Um, Those were only six hours. (laughs) They felt like eight. (laughs) Okay. Moon Knight wasn't that bad. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I will give it to you that there was definitely a slog in that one. But you could have given us right. an extra 10 minutes in this. I agree. I agree. Um, even not even in the climax or the, the last episode, but maybe a little more sprinkled throughout. Mm. I agree. I totally agree. So we get this final scene, the dinner scene or family barbecue. Barbecue. I was like, wait, no, it was night. She changed it to day. So Jen and family and even the Inchedible Ched is there. Daredevil. Okay, Ched. 
is present and there for a barbecue. I love them so much. I don't care if they're friends, platonic, just platonic friends, or, you know, friends with benefits, or they get a relationship. I just want more of that. They are two consenting adults that like to practice law yeah. and also do a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, no, I just mean I want happy scenes with them. It yeah. was really nice to see Matt Murdock and Jen just be happy and joking around. And I don't know, they look they look nice. And isn't it kind of funny to see like Matt Murdock, you know, slash Daredevil get grilled by a bunch of suburban parents? A hundred percent. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. But this would not be a Marvel property without setting up twice. <laughs> we have two things to talk about for things to come. Mm-hmm. Bruce does show up. Good old Bruce. And he's like, hi, guys. I've been on Sakaar for a while. Like, anybody cared. But <laughs> And then he's like, I have somebody to introduce. Scar. Scar. His son is there, Scar. I did not expect that to happen. It was out of left field and kind of felt almost like it was disjointed a little bit. Yeah. But they did have to, I don't know, guess, set it up for the future. It was an interesting way to do it because everybody was like, did you see Jen and Matt's face when he was like, my son, Scar? And they're like, what? What? (laughs) Okay. She's going to go back and rewrite that too. Yeah. But, um, okay, quick question. Oh, God. At the family barbecue. Yeah. Who are Bruce's parents? They're dead. Are they? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Just rem- just think about every well you it's not really a part of his story. I mean it is, but it's not. Any male superhero, their parents are always dead. Oh. Always. Bummer. Mm. Or they're super evil. Or they're super evil. Mm. Or just like they don't even mention. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no, they that's like his extended family. Um but so Scar which is an interesting character. Haircut aside. Oh, gosh. So in Thor Ragnarok, Stan Lee's only cameo in Thor Ragnarok was the barber. And oh. he had like these weird, crazy clippers for hands. So that's the only reason why I can explain that haircut. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it was just a bad design. Yeah. This dude, I'm not going to give any of the story away because if you like... If you want to read some of the stuff before like that movie comes out or whatever they're going to do with it, read Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, all of that, because it is one of the greatest comics of all time. Essentially, his mom is on the bad side of Hulk's side. There's a Red King. Hulk is the Green King. He falls in love with this woman that was on the other side. She turns. She dies, but a cocoon comes, and then he's born. <laughs> it's this big thing. I just wanted to mention the cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I have so many questions. Nope, you're not going to get them. <laughs> wait a Okay, but hold on. Can I wait a minute? Yeah. This Hulk, our Hulk, yeah. Brucey Banny, mm-hmm. was made from gamma rays. Yes. But there's actually a race, a space race of Hulks? World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. There's Hulks. Also from Gamma Rays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so the there was an alien. She, he mated with an alien. So the thing about Hulk is <laughs> he mated with an alien. He, if you remember in the Incredible Hulk and like in the other times he's talked about, you know, coitus as Bruce Banner, he can't because his blood pressure rises and he turns into the Hulk. <laughs> Ouch. 
So the only explanation is during his time on Sakaar when he was just solely a Hulk. Solely a Hulk. He found somebody that could do that with him <laughs> and not die. So it was clearly a very strong person that could be with the Hulk. <laughs> Yowzers. I don't know if they're actually going to do it, though, because a lot of that stuff happened before Thor got there. Or like... Wasn't he kind of like a moron when Thor got there? No, he was more Hulk than Bruce. Yeah. So he kind of... So he really Hulk smashed. He kind of... Yeah. Really, yeah, he did. He, he was more kind of merging the two sides. He, he wasn't as angry as he was, which mm-hmm. was a plus. So, yeah. He wasn't Professor Hulk level smart. No, no, no. 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 But he could still like somebody, apparently, so... <sighs> okay, but now oh my we God. really need to figure out the Hulk timeline. Okay, because now he's here and he's green. He's got a son. Yeah. But at the end of Shang-Chi, he was Bruce with a broken arm with an inhibitor. So time works differently on Sakaar. Of course. Well, so he he had been there for years before Thor even got there, even though they kind of both disappeared almost at the same time. So by the time Thor got there, Hulk had been on Sakaar for a while. That's why he was the champion. They had the side of the col- the Colosseum or whatever, his face was on it. So, like, that's how long he's been there. So he was with that person during that time. But no, no, no. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But my thing is, is that the mid credit scene of Shang-Chi, right. he shows up and says something bad is happening, right? There's a danger coming. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He goes back down to Earth, hangs out with his cousin on a road trip, and then goes to Sakaar to get his He was son. on Earth during that. He just hologrammed in. Oh. Yeah, so he wasn't anywhere else. But still, I love the idea of him him delivering this message that something real bad is going to happen. And it's his son. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm going to go on a road trip with my cousin. And then I'm going to go to Sakaar. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, everyone. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, really the only indicator to like give you a reasonable timeline is after Jen becomes She-Hulk, he fixes his arm. So anything before Jen, his arm is yeah, yeah, yeah. messed up. So yeah. know, that's, what's the great danger? That's my question. Is it Namor? Oh, I, okay. I don't know. I have no idea. I, right. I really don't know. So, <laughs> so that's that. Whatever. I mean, we'll see where this leads. Jen, is, the difficult diva of law, is back working at GLK and H. Assumingly, it's not really clear. Yeah. And. Uh, because she was cleared of conviction after a criminal conspiracy came to light. Duh. So that was good. She kind of got cleared of all that stuff. Um, and then the final uh, scene we get is Blonsky getting broken out of jail again by Wong. And I think this time for good. He's going to go stay at Carmitage. Well, Thunderbolts is happening. He's in Thunderbolts. So there you go. There he goes. So um, that's She-Hulk. I mean, we I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so much fun. I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're already in talks for a season two, right? Oh, my God. It better be. There better be a season two. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I think so. I think and I I think it's going to stay at this level. Hopefully they up the action a little bit. Right. We got our our story here. We we found out how she became the Hulk. She's dealt with it. She's comfortable as she Hulk. How do they raise the fourth wall stakes, though? I mean, they did this. I know he said that you can never meet with me again, so that's probably like the first and only time we'll yeah. see Kevin, unless Deadpool meets Kevin as well. Oh, man. But I guess what is going to be the like 
maybe it won't be fourth wall. It would probably be like action or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll do one of those reach throughs, grab some popcorn or something like that. I guess with like a bunch of stuff happening and like the Department of Damage Control kind of having those offshoot uh, branches that are kind of prejudiced, like what we saw in Miss Marvel, yeah. she's going to have a lot of work cut out for her. A lot of legal cases coming. Oh my God. How fun would that be? Uh. If uh, Ms. Marvel needs her to defend her in a court of law. Seeing them in the same. Uh, Amon Vellani. Bring I, her on to she. She would flip out as the character and as Amon mm-hmm. as well. I loved the last line that the anchor asked She-Hulk as she was walking into work. of like, you know, are you going to do law or be a superhero? And she's like, both. It's like, bitch. She is officially She-Hulk. 100% full through and through. She is She-Hulk. She-Hulk attorney at law. Uh, so good. Okay, so before we get onto the special segment and kind of close out this episode, we have to, because people ask for it, people ask for it. They love a listicle. They love ratings. Tell us about your top five. We top five. Okay, I guess that's fine. <laughs> you go first. So we'll, we'll say our top five. Because it's getting too much, guys. There's too many. Yeah. Just make up your own after the five of what you think ours is. You know what the other ones are. Yeah. So, okay. So what's interesting is that my top five has definitely shifted since the final Ms. Marvel episode. Mm. And there's even been a shift within the top five as I looked back on some of the shows. Okay. Do you want me to start with my number five or my number one? Uh, You kind of have to go with your number five. All right. My number five is Loki whoa okay Kay. you don't have to explain just say your ranking we i wasn't have... going to good my number four is ms marvel my Interesting. number three is hawkeye i love hawkeye wow love christmas caper wow yeah so my hawkeye and ms marvel swap moon knight has since dropped out of my top five ah. number two drum roll please she hulk WandaVision to number one. Of course. Wow. WandaVision is still holding out on top for you. It's, I can't, there's something about it. It was special. My list, I feel like, has completely changed. Oh, tell us, tell us. Okay, we're starting at five, right? Five. Five. Okay. Five. (laughs) Falcon Whistle. No, God. (laughs) That that one's out of the top five. It's not, yeah. Hawkeye, number five. Okay. Okay. Number five for Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Number four is going to be Moon Knight. I knew it. It you dropped down. Love Moon Knight. It dropped down though. My my Moon Knight dropped down because it was pretty high. Mm-hmm. My number three is Wandavision. Okay. My number two is She Hulk. Uh huh. <gasps> but I uh, wait. Can I can I do a can I can I redo one? Okay. Okay. What was my number five? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Hawkeye. Oh yeah. We're gonna okay. We're gonna take that out. <gasps> We're going to take Hawkeye out. <gasps> Hawkeye's completely gone out because I'm sorry. I Moon Knight should have been number five. Okay. Moon Knight should have been number five. And then it goes WandaVision. And then my- Four? Th- WandaVision is four. Yeah, my third goes uh, Loki. Two is uh, She-Hulk. Uh-huh. Number one is Ms. Marvel. Okay. 100%. I mean, these go- the more and more I think about them, the more it's just, what did I really enjoy and yeah. what actually stuck with me? Yeah. I just, Miss Marvel, it was so special. It was so special, that show. And I thought it was just so solid all the way through. Mm. Loki, I think, is the perfect show. I think narratively and the way it was done, perfect. But that's all I'll say. Perfection. <laughs> yeah. Perfection. Hawkeye was fine. Hawkeye was fun. Yeah. 
I like I it's like, number six if that helps. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, we're different people. Yeah. Okay. And that's what makes us special yeah. as a duo. Um, yeah, no, but there's something WandaVision and I guess I have maybe purple things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pur- purpley things I enjoy. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. But those are our top five. Yeah. Let us know what your top five MCU show yeah, is. Yeah, I'd love to That'd be that. fun. We're yeah. going to post about them. All right. Are you ready for the special segment? Yeah. It's time for Oh Lord. Mm, last one. All right. In honor of our beloved She-Hulk practicing law in California, I decided to dedicate our final Oh Lord oh, God. of the season to an odd law from the Golden State. I hope it, it is. It going to make me mad? No, I don't think so. It probably will. No, I don't, maybe. I know you get <laughs> that, mad at no. a lot of stuff. It also has to do with another character, the one and only Leapfrog. So there is a law in California that says, and I quote, "Any person may possess any number of live frogs to okay. use in frog jumping contests. Okay, but if such a frog dies or is killed, it must be destroyed as soon as possible." And may not be eaten or otherwise used for any purpose. <laughs> you thought that wouldn't upset me? Okay. Okay. We are the champions on Netflix. That competition oh, yes, documentary yes. thing. that we covered car- it in a, in a Patreon episode. Yeah. Kara and Steph, our wonderful Patreon supporters and avid listeners, wanted us to cover that. I hated that episode. I said it on that one. And I'll say it now. Frog racing and jumping. Jumping. Should not be a thing because it's cruel. Yeah. It sucks. Well, yeah. That was really sad, that episode, because they would go to the swamps at night, they would steal those frogs, and then keep them in coolers. Right. So how dare you make a law saying, like, oh, you can have as many as you want, but if it dies during the competition because you guys are jumping at them and probably stepping on them, you have to destroy it? Well, the part is really about you're not allowed to eat them. Right. I mean, you, why was this a rule? Why did this need to be made? That's my question. Can we make a law where it outlaws these frog jumping competitions? I mean, that's the tea. I love frogs. Yeah. This was created in 1957. Okay. This well, law, it still exists. And people still frog jump, so. Yes, and it can be found <laughs> under the Fish and Game Code, Division 6 Fish, Part 1 Generally, Chapter 7 <laughs> Amphibia, Article 2 Frog Jumping Contest. Okay, well, I'm going to run for governor of Florida. Or no, where is California. it? California. Same thing. <laughs> California. And um, that's going to be my platform. The new Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, better than him. Oh, yeah. And advocate for frogs to be set free. <laughs> set them free. Set them free. Let's, let's not make the legality about eating them. Let's make the legality about catching them and forcing them to jump. Thanks. I also just don't like the thing of like, you can have as many as you want. No, you can't. No, you're not allowed. I'm with you. Vote Noah Ivy Reed. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> Vote Noah on frog jumping. <laughs> no. Oh, get it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. Right. That's the final one of the season. That's it. Final, final one of the season. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye! (laughs) 